Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. This is the episode for Friday, the first day of November 2019. It's episode number 75. And because it's Friday and the first of November, that also means it's the first Friday. And therefore, it is time for some poetry. I have long enjoyed the work of poet Jessica Smith, who is based in Birmingham, Alabama. I really like her not only as a poet, but also just as a presence in the universe. She is uh, active on social media in ways that I always find engaging and often challenging. And she also points to other things I really enjoy. For example, I never really knew very much about fiber art until Jessica started posting artists that she liked and that I started following on Instagram. You can find more about Jessica's work at looktouch.wordpress.com, looktouch.wordpress.com. And I encourage you to seek out her work and buy her books because they are fabulous. Without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Jessica Smith. Hi, this is Jessica Smith, and I'm going to be reading some poems from my new book, How to Know the Flowers. It's from Villy's books. And I wanted to thank Jason for having me on. So I wrote this book after I got fired for reporting sexual harassment at my workplace. And I'm just going to read through um, and it, it goes in order. Of living in fear of him, in fear, to live with the fear. Beholden what national news might teach us locally to stand up even against powerful men. Anita Hill, watching pirated cable together, poets on Facebook, social media, the leaked material. He sold the peanut farm to be honorable. We learn narcissists have no character, no inner regulation to say, do the right thing. Refuge, radical, even now we share until we are silenced, we are free. Create their own reality. Do not believe a word they say. March 16th, 2017. Like a storm brewing, but with no clouds gathering, the clouds gathered, unknown and invisible to me. I didn't know you could would preach feminism and sisterhood, but fire your ally. A rash decision, at whose insistence, out of what fear, in the face of finality, I stare open-mouthed, eyes wide, silent, ask, how long do I have? The shock, then the grief, circles of sadness and anger, in heartbreak, lie naked, Rose quartz on my chest, the flat stage between breasts resonates. Heal this loss, please. I have said everything to the closed door. March 21st, 2017. Over coffee, long, straight, black hair, in the social space, pre-law nose, Fifteen years later, even with intense documentation, it's nearly impossible to prove rape. 
only managed to prove that I took notes, but not my truthfulness or the damage. Soft, dark skin, tired face tells me not worth the suit. Can hardly prove stalking or retaliation. Even the walls lined with diplomas, academic patriarchy, Virginia, Alabama, pay for silence, pay to shift blame, pay to keep the stalker, dismiss the greater threat, size, adjust her glasses. There's no use. The settlement is the best they will offer. The one who refuses to cower. April 4th, 2017. The men let their teenage students take nude photos of each other. I believed in women who would stand up. The women, the men stalk blondes or redheads. The men rape the boys. The men shame them. The men are addicts, alcoholics. The women live on food stamps. The women use wick. The women pump in bathrooms. The women get paid less than half. The women have more degrees. The women get fired for saying so. The men get faculty housing. Throw parties with rare liqueurs. Go limp. So in between the dated poems, there are erasures, otherwise known as blackout poems. And these blackout poems are um, the, the source text for them the part that's being blacked out uh, is witness statements from um, what I experienced in, at this workplace. So here's one. This is a blackout of communication between me and my then boss. From the committee temporarily to address this, to sit down with him very soon, as you describe, to have a safe, stress-free place at work for him to stop. And this is another one. About not picking up snakes, to cut ties with people, to being raped at work, to try to figure out with a low neckline because I am full-breasted to a body of male privilege, of my health and safety, of their unwillingness to see the danger, to continue to work in a dangerous environment, to be left alone. Okay. So now back to the dated poems. April 13th, 2017. How did I every day walk through dewy grass to my office? My feet didn't work. Plantar fasciitis didn't want to walk. What did it feel like after a month I've almost forgotten the fear? Across the grass, down the stone path to see his bike waiting for me, since him lurking in the stacks looking for a book, arranging a display, making copies, anything multiple times a day, fear of being alone, of eating lunch, constant surveillance and control. She said, artists are creepy. I didn't ask. I didn't want to know. My failure to recognize. April 17th, 2017. In the end, she took the side of my abuser. So now we're starting section two of the book. Um, section two starts with list of 
the way that different flowers um, die when you're dying fabric. So the title, How to Know the Flowers, becomes about the process of dyeing with natural materials. White azalea. I boil water in the old cauldron, take out the cloth, soy, mordant, bath, rinse, line up the glass vessels to receive, to test, to know how it will end. What unpredicted dye, what fugitive color, watch the color bloom in ball glasses seep into cotton. We will figure this out, this one thing, measure the marigold yellow against untested white. My son Paul collects leaves, flowers, rocks, dried weeds, a magnolia pine cone, pine cones, ominous berries, with small hands lifts heavy pestle, smashes tender azalea blossoms, his favorite light pink hydrangea, what stays. Tulip poplar. Every day for six years, longer than most, shorter than some, I walked that land, a few acres, learned the names of its natives, giant catalpa, tiny blue-eyed grass, tulip poplar so high the flowers, invisible till they fall apart, neon petals oddly bright on the ground, belong to the sunny sky. I know where the swan preens, I collect his feathers, where the owl hunts, the little skulls white like Hansel's pebbles, the crow's nest, the heron's hunting rock, the turtle's tanning log, the sideways tree, all mine by association, by familiarity, by intimacy, now forbidden to me, forbidden to go back, boulder-lined creek, may apple grove, vine swing and vine archway, Goldsworthian, untouched spray of indigo feathers, the hawk's leavings. Yellow rose. Paul wears his scuba suit all afternoon while I try to reclaim the garden, weeding under the trees, planting dye and paper, indigo, marigolds, lilies. It is impossible to find a yellow rose. All romance, pink and love, red, wedding, white, our flowers and our myths constrained. The shoppers at the plant store are coupled. I suspect their secrets. Find one yellow rose plant full of buds but no blooms. Can't even tell its friendship. Adopt it to wait. See what comes. Under the deck, the strange male neighbor first admonishes the child having never met him. Don't play there, might be snakes. Then admonishes me like a child, like I'm not his mother, like he has any authority here. Might be snakes. I say, I know about snakes. I've warned my son. He will know when he sees it to run. Catalpas forbade me from the land I walked six years. Its geese, its swan and warblers, the migrating coots, one heron, one migrating white crane, two small herons, maize wild pink mimosas, the hidden graveyard, not my family, but I grieved them, 
consoled their losses. The small boy, the infant, too soon. The inventory of my place, its birds and the calendar of its flowers coming into bloom. January's first daffodils. All this they take from me. My tulip poplars, my catalpas, my grove of cedars, my privet tunnels, my land, claimed by time and knowledge. But he can stay. He stays. Blackberries. I teach myself new things to get to a new self separate from you and from the pain of grief. So proud the year I taught 18 kids how to write and live, the boys emerging into men, challenged them their final exam a year above their skills. Through choir rehearsal, in the light of morning, thanked them for being my students, gave them Haney's blackberries. None could parse perfectly, but such transcendent effort, like a long jumper, almost setting a new record, stretching toward those almost possible inches. Each year, I hoped they'd keep. Months later, his last words, Nole Tamir, saved me, fearless or fearful, one keeps going all the same. So that was a selection of poems from my book, How to Know the Flowers. And if you would like to read more, um, it's available at the Lee's Books or at Amazon. So thank you so much. That was poetry by Jessica Smith. If you are a member of A Brief Chat, here's a cool thing. There's a bonus episode which features another segment of Jessica reading poetry. It's as long as the one you just heard. So if you want to hear even more from Jessica and also support this show at the same time, go to abriefchat.com, click on support the show, and once you become a member, you'll immediately have access to that bonus episode. And I'll just point out that that bonus episode also contains a voicemail you are definitely going to want to hear from my Aunt Linda, who I know all of you loved from the episodes that she was on. So go join, help me keep doing what I do, and get some bonus audio. Meanwhile, I love you. A better world is possible. (laughs) 